Welcome to the Grass-Fed Podcast with husband and wife team, Nabil Boomrar and Caitlin Weeks. Caitlin is a certified nutrition consultant and the creator of grassfedgirl.com. Nabil is a classically trained chef who works in a five-star hotel in downtown San Francisco. They are the best-selling authors of Mediterranean Paleo Cooking. Together, Nabil and Caitlin answer your questions about healthy cooking and wellness while helping you learn to enjoy a relaxed paleo primal lifestyle. Here are your hosts, Caitlin and Nabil. Welcome to the Grassfed Podcast. We're so happy you're joining us today. And we're going to talk all about how to get your spouse to go paleo. Yeah, that was an experience I had, really. I mean, that was really nice. I mean, the way the way we did it, I think, was the best way for me to become paleo. Yeah, so we'll get to all that and tell you the nitty-gritty of how I convinced Grassfed Chef to go paleo in just a few minutes. But what has been going on with you, Grassfed Chef? What have you been up to? I've been working hard. I've been learning a lot. I mean, uh, I'm from Africa, and I came to the state about 11 years ago, and I lived only in San Francisco. But this year we live here in Nashville, and it snowed. Yay! I've been in snow and stuff, but never lived and I never shoveled or drove in the snow. So that was a good experience, a good learning and I needed to salt my driveway and I needed to fix a lot of things around the house while it's raining and stuff. How about you? Well, I've been just cooking and, you know, we were snowed in for a couple of days. So I was cooking a lot and baking and we can actually walk to the grocery store from our house, so we had fun just walking to the grocery store in our in our snow boots, and I liked I liked it. It was fun because it only snows here maybe once or twice a year, so it was a fun experience. I didn't like not being able to go wherever I wanted, but you know sometimes you need to slow down, and I guess the weather will help you out with that. Um, so. We're going to talk all about how to go paleo with your spouse. So sometimes it can be really challenging because your significant other or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever partner doesn't want to go paleo with you. And for me, that was the case at first. Grass-fed chef was not grass-fed back then. No, I was not, especially working in a kitchen. I don't think any chef wants to do any kind of diet because we want to eat whatever it's in hand and whatever it's easier. So So what happened to me was I had been doing a kind of a a low-fat diet after college. I lost a lot of weight on a low-fat diet, if you don't know my full story. Um, I lost like 80 or 90 pounds on a low fat diet, doing lots of cardio and I was doing okay with that for a while. And then I started not eating meat and then I started to run marathons. (laughs) So after all that abuse, my body said, I give up. And I had a thyroid meltdown, 
where my body just had extreme fatigue and my digestion completely went wonky and I had never had those kind of problems before. So I was about 30 or 32 or something like that. And it was really just a wake up call because I had been basically doing everything I could to not support my, my hormones and my brain and my energy with what I was eating. So it was a real you know, come to, come to Jesus, or as Oprah would say, a aha moment for me. And I started to really investigate what I could do to heal myself. And I was really willing to do anything because I felt so bad. And part of that was getting on thyroid medication, but part of it was starting to eat a lot of meat and to include, uh, more healthy fat. And that was, you know, hard at first, but I was so kind of excited because I had been restricting my fat and my calories and my, um, and my meat (laughs) for a while. And I just really was ready to try something new and not feel so restricted and just feel better and have more energy. So I was really ready. And at that time I was actually in nutrition school. I had been a personal trainer for about seven years. And then I went to personal training school, I'm sorry, nutrition school. And so it was at that time when I started to learn about Weston A. Price and paleo and low carb and all that kind of stuff. So I really dove right in head first. I was ready to go within the first week. I was ready to change my diet and do everything. But that was because I had a serious wake up call with my health and grass-fed chef did not have any health issues at that point. So he didn't really understand the reason why I don't have any health issues. Right. (laughs) But, but you were younger. (laughs) So you had you, but you were very supportive and you wanted to help me, but, um, he wasn't really willing to give up his favorite thing, which is French bread right away. (laughs) So it took a little bit of convincing and, uh, I'll let him tell you a little bit about his memory of the time. So it was about, I started paleo in 2010, summer of 2010. So I'm not sure. I think it was about a year later when he kind of came around to it and said he would give it a shot, but I'll tell let him tell you and then I'll, I'll correct him. (laughs) Yeah, of course I always do. Um, my, my introduction to uh, paleo is it's a little tricky, and I said it like several times. She she's the one who made me paleo without making me, and without making. I don't think she did it on purpose, but she did. What happened? And when she went to the doctor and told her that she has Hashimoto, and she became paleo herself. I had no idea what she wanted it. And, you know, talking to me about diet, which I never had any anything to do with it ever in my life. I always, you know, an active person. I work out, I do my things, and I eat a lot of meat in the kitchen, and meat, I mean, whatever it's in hand, whatever it's in season. But... 
when I start coming home, <clears throat> when we cook, when we're together, she tells me, oh, the doctor told me I cannot have any gluten. So the first the first week I try when I'm home we try to cook something without gluten so she said I had allergy to it so we took the gluten entirely out of our house so basically even if I'm hungry at two o'clock in the morning I don't have any gluten in my house so I go and eat some gluten free something or even you know skip the bread or skip anything has gluten in it and eat the food because you don't want to cook anymore then a week later she comes back and she says oh the doctor told me actually i take it back a little bit when you hear your spouse telling you the doctor told me i have to do that you always listen because it's something really you know hard to ignore who says, the doctor told me I cannot have any gluten. The doctor told me I cannot have any nightshades. The doctor told me I cannot have any sugar. So those things, the spouse, the male or female, they all mean you have to listen to what the other person is saying. So what we did is we, we were cutting things. I mean, one thing one thing every week. And within about... Four months, I guess, four, three, three to four months, we I became 100% paleo because we took everything out of the recipes. We cannot have this, cannot have that, so we took them off. And within four weeks, for four months, I became paleo without even knowing. Yeah, and when... When we started it, I mean, I was going to work and my coworkers were focusing me like looking like, what is wrong with you? Do you drink Red Bull when you wake up in the morning? You seem like have a lot of energy. And it became sharp and looking at the plates and stuff. So when I when I give it a shot for about two weeks, 100% paleo, I had more energy. I was more flexible at work, I do things, my legs doesn't hurt, standing up for 16 hours, then, you know, from there, it's one step at a time, and we were, you know, sometimes we go uh, a low carb, sometimes it's called ketogenic, sometimes it's, it's things like that, but the best part was coming home, you always have the the choice to eat something not paleo because the entire house has no sugar, has no gluten, there's nothing to worry about basically. So anything you eat is paleo and make sure that the entire fridge it's full all the time with things that are paleo and they're your favorites. Yeah, that's sort of my memory of it. It's close. Uh, I remember I I think I was doing it for a while, and I kept asking you not to have bread, and then I kept learning about the cross-contamination, and I kept saying, well, I don't want the bread in the house because, you know, if I'm washing the dishes and then I have to wash dirty dishes with the bread on them, then it's going to get everywhere. And I just got to where I really didn't want him bringing bread into the house, and... And I guess he saw that I was changing and feeling better, 
so he thought uh, he would give it a shot. And I, and of course, I begged him the whole time, like, please, please, please. I said, just try it for 30 days. And then if you don't like it or you don't feel good, then we'll... Because that's kind of what I was doing with my clients at the time, my nutrition clients. So I thought, you know, I told him, just try it for you know, several weeks and see what you feel like. And if you don't want to do it again, that's fine. Is that what... You remember that? I remember when we got to... When I got to into the paleo thing, within the two weeks, I told you, oh, I became paleo. I don't like it. And I, I mean, I, I don't like that... It feels like tricky, you tricked me, but it's not. Then you told me, okay, give it another, you know, 30 days and see if you're feeling better. I felt better. But the thing is, telling me you cannot have something, it become like defensive somehow. And and bottom line, if you if you think about it, it was great to skip the bread altogether. I still have some time at work, I have to taste anything like has gluten in it or whatever. But you know, when you got like 0.01% gluten in your body, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, not if you don't have a health condition. But um, the thing that I remember is I took your picture at the beginning and I wrote a blog post about it. I took your picture and then about 30 days later, I took your picture again, and I think you had lost like 15 pounds. I always lose, you know, a lot of weight. Well, I mean, when I start doing <coughs> uh, any exercise, but the paleo thing is, uh, it was not, I mean, I wasn't exercising much. I just was working hard. Yeah, you just lost a lot of the puffiness and inflammation, I feel like. Uh, I think the inflammation your was... Your skin looked younger and stuff. You can read the blog post over at grassfedgirl.com. And then I also was going to tell you about some tips for when you're trying to go paleo. And then grassfed chef can add what he thinks. So if you're trying to get your spouse or your significant other to go paleo, first you need to have a discussion about it. It's you know you can't be like a mat, um, a nag or a martyr about it. You have to have a serious discussion and maybe ask them about some of the health problems that run in their family or or just at least get them to support you doing it and and reasons why. And then, you know, maybe they'll follow suit if they see you uh, doing it well and good results from in your health. And then if you do get them to do it, try just to get them to do it for a period of time. Like, a, if you know, a lot of CrossFit gyms will have a 30-day challenge, something like that. Try to get them to do it for 30 days and then just see how they feel and maybe take measurements or take, get their weight, maybe take pictures without your shirt on or something like that. Um, in a jog bra or something, you don't, they don't have to be sexy, uh, just so that you can see the changes in your body. And then you got to make it easy for them at first. I know whenever grass-fed chef has done a big change in his diet, I really tried to, you know, do all the shopping. I made 
the shopping list. I cooked a lot of things. And this just for the first few weeks, you know, till they get used to it, help them to know what they can order at a restaurant and stuff like that. And, you know, do that for, I'd say three or four weeks until they kind of get the hang of it. Cause it is such a difference than just kind of that sandwich lifestyle that we're all used to. Um, cause you can just kind of grab anything, but it takes a lot more planning and a lot more forethought until you get used to it. And then, uh, you've got to get them some buy-in by giving them books or whatever form of media that they intake. So either podcasts or books or magazines or whatever you think is going to speak to them, but get them kind of up on, up to speed on why they're doing it and, and, um, give them some resources that they'll relate to. I know for grass-fed chef, I made him write a cookbook, so that made him... (laughs) That made him have some buy-in. I mean, I think I think the the, the exact word is uh, instead of saying you get them, let them get it themselves. You just help them and give them the clues they need to use to. Because the thing is, what. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of articles I read, I mean, she sent me articles and I go ahead and read them. I don't have the time to, you know, go and search on Google for them, but she sent me the right articles and I read them. (coughs) And I think is a lot of diets, they, I mean, you go and strike for maybe a month, maybe like two weeks, maybe six months and you collapse. The thing is, he or she needs to know why they're doing the diet. That's really important why they're doing it. And the thing is, they don't have to do it. They need to want to do it. <laughs> it's like that thing in the... In the, the, the dishes? Yeah, <laughs> say it. Yeah, so I don't want you to do the dishes. I want you to want to do the dishes. Yeah. So it's it's the same thing when it comes to the diet itself. I mean, like the the paleo or whatever you're doing in life. Know why, and you need to be convinced that the the, the thing itself. I mean, whatever you're going to do, it's why it should do that. I mean, if you're restricting yourself, you're gonna think about it every day. And it feels like you're being defensive, defensive to something, defensive, defensive. Then your brain and your body and the entire way of living, you're changing it. And one day you explode and you give up. Yeah, you'll, but, you'll rebel from it because you'll, you feel like somebody's doing it to you. You have to have your own inner motivation of why you're doing it. And for me, it was a thyroid. What about, what was it for you? Not for me is I mean I know you were you were with the Hashimoto you still with the Hashimoto but the the paleo fixed not fixed but made it better for you I mean it made you feel better you lose a lot of weight you feel like not blown up I mean you're not tired you're not sleeping like you used to those things I mean I just look at it and I say oh this thing will heal you from those mean like the the, the sleepiness and the tiredness yeah. <clears throat> so I'd rather be the same as you 
then going and eating bread, they might finish I mean, sleeping 12 hours a day. I mean, I know I was worried about him because he has some family members that have some chronic illness, so I didn't want him to get into those, so I always remind him about that. <laughs> so if, if that could be one tactic you use, but be careful because you don't want... You don't want them to retaliate or take it the wrong way. But uh, I have a lot of obesity in my family, and I was that also is a reminder for me to to stay on the right track and not eat too much sugar and and all that kind of stuff because I can really get out of control fast. And I really like the structure that paleo gives, and you know, uh, it helps me not to just pig out because you can eat more protein and fat and feel full and not be hungry all the time. And one thing happened to me <clears throat> I went I went to visit one of my friends at a hospital. He mean he had a surgery. It was surgery was nothing. I mean it was, you know, in and out surgery me for 45 minutes so i went to visit him before he he stepped out when you when i walked inside i've seen a lot of people in pain a lot of people that were sick a lot of people were doing the stuff but when my friend was stepping outside he didn't have the the insurance so he had to pay and his bill for about three hours at the hospital well, I'm not going to say how much, but was thousands of dollars. So just just thinking about it, like, why should I go and eat something GMO or something bad to save maybe 50 cents or a dollar? At the end of the year, I'm going to sit down at the surgeon table or be at the hospital just and spend... Take like, medication? Yeah, 30 or 40 more time more than I pay for organic or grass-fed or anything good like that. So it was a strike, strike? It was... um, Like something for me like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'd I'd rather stick on my, you know, good habits than go into bad habit and spend all the money. It's a wake-up call. Yeah, and the, the, the worst part is you'll be at the hospital. I don't think anyone wants to be in the hospital anyway for sure so the main thing is just lead by example and show them the way to do it and eventually i think they'll follow you i mean that's been my experience with a lot of other couples i've known it's just over time you know when you live with somebody eventually they become you become like them and they become like you so just keep it up and they'll eventually come over to your side and then also just don't give up. Even if, you know, grass-fed chef had done a little bit of the two-week or three-week challenge and then he gave up, I mean, that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Like, just keep it up and then give him another chance, you know, maybe at the beginning of the year or maybe that's their birthday coming up. You know, you can always challenge them again later on and see if they'll they'll try it again. And, you know, maybe if... I mean, my friend Beverly Meyer over at On Diet and Health says 
they're just not sick enough yet. So they may unfortunately get a wake up call with their health and that might spur them into action or somebody in their family gets sick. And then that is the motivation they need. So some really good resources. Of course, our book is Mediterranean Paleo Cooking. You can get that on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or Amazon Mediterranean Paleo Cooking.com. That is a great resource. It has a 30-day meal plan, and it also has an autoimmune 30-day meal plan if somebody's dealing with autoimmune issues. And then the really good book for people who are starting out is The Practical Paleo. It has a lot of illustrations and meal plans and guides, and it's very easy to read. It's not too sciencey, so you can get that one everywhere. And that is just a really good resource for somebody who's starting out. And then, of course, there's thousands of free recipes on my website, so anyone can print those off, or you know, you can send them to your friends and use those to get started. And it just, you know, what's that saying? Let me. That's L. Let me Google that for you. It's like a hashtag. Uh, I don't L. What are the letters? Um, no, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's just, you know, Google it because the information is out there. It's free. So just print off some information or put it on your iPad and just get started. You know, give it a few days. And if you, uh, if you don't feel better, I will be shocked. And so that, that is a good way to challenge your spouse. Just tell them 30 days, try it. You know, and if they can even do it for a week or something, that's a good start. So those are some tips that we have for getting your spouse to go paleo. Can you think of anything else, Grassfed Chad? I think this is it. I mean, you just have to uh, make them aware. Aware about what the, the consequences will be if... They keep going the way you think they're wrong. I mean, whatever they're going right now. If they understand that, that it's great because you don't need them to become paleo or health geek the same day. You just let them, you know, absorb all the informations one at a time. And if they know what the thing, I mean, the end of the line will be, they might want to change it. Maybe in the middle of the way, maybe a quarter of the way. But the thing is, they will understand. Just keep, you know, informing them, teaching them. And yeah. And you can always send them our podcast, uh, Grass Fed Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and listen uh, at, at com. And... My friend Jimmy Moore has a really good podcast, so it's Live in La Vida Low Carb. He has a lot of free resources over at his website and podcast. And just make sure that you are...